With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Kedushin Dath Nun Vav, page 56. We begin at the very bottom of Nun Heim, page 55b, two lines from the bottom, second to last words. Tanar Abonan. We learned Tanar Abonan. Ein lechem behema b'mois mesusheni. You can't buy an animal with the money which you have transferred the holiness of the second tithe onto. Vim lakach b'shoigig. If let's say a person accidentally used that money, yachsur damim l'makaymam. The money gets returned to the person who originally had it. Amazed if it was done intentionally, talev etoichel b'makayim. So the Tanakhama holds that what do you do? You actually take the animal and you bring him to Jerusalem because the animal has gotten the holiness. The holiness is transferred from the money onto the animal. Amr Behuda, Bamedvar Mamurim. Behuda says, What are we speaking about here? Where you originally intended to buy it to be used as a shlamim. Meaning, whenever you take money, and you, which is Maishashani money, and you use it to buy an animal, so you always mean that the animal should be brought for shlamim. That's what you're supposed to do to bring it as a sacrifice. So what we're saying is, if you originally did it for that intention, then fine. So if your intent was to take the Maishashani money and make it profaned, whether you did it intentionally this way, with this intent, or it was done unintentionally, in, in that case, the money will go back to where it originally was, the Mekach is a toast, or even if it wasn't a toast, even if it wasn't a mistake, it's not valid, and therefore everything goes back to where it was. So Gemara asks, we learned in a Mishnah, if you did it intentionally, so then in fact it will work, it will be in Ischal, it will lose its holiness. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, Isha Yudas a woman knows that if she does this and it's done intentionally so she's going to take that money and bring it up to Jerusalem she knows that the money itself still has its holiness meaning it has not been profaned that's why it works but in the other case so Rashi says when a person intentionally tries to take off the holiness so then he's being over on Lifne'iver he's transgressing the prohibition from causing someone else to stumble and to do a sin and therefore we say that the whole thing is completely bottled it doesn't work at all so Rabbi Yirmiya asks the following question in regards to if someone tries to buy an animal which is not a holy animal or he tries to buy again with Maishashani money uh, a slave or some kind of uh, field everyone knows that you can't profane the money of Maishashani with that you can't buy an animal or any of these things, you can't even do it in Jerusalem. And if a person did, he has to go and take some other monies, meaning the buyer who has the animal now, has to take some other monies and say that the holiness that's on the money in the other guy's possession should become on to the money that I'm placing right here, right now. So what do we see? We see that even though a person knows that the holiness is not going to come off of it, nevertheless, we don't say that we trust the guy to go and bring the money up to Jerusalem. How can we say that in regards to a woman? So the Gemara answers, We're speaking about a specific type of woman, a woman who's careful in her mitzvah observance, and therefore she knows what needs to be done, and she's going to bring it up. But in general, that's not what we were talking about in the other Mishnah. We stated previously, If someone bought it, so he has to go and take some other monies and transfer the holiness from the money that's in the other guy's hands into the money that's in his own hands. Why don't we say that the money has to be returned? Just like in the previous cases. 
Amar Shmuel, so Shmuel says, we turn to him above page 56b, Kisha Barach, the guy who, who has the money now, he ran away. The time of the Barach, so that would imply that only if he had run away do we say this, Haloi Barach, Kansina So what happens if he didn't run away? So then what would we do? We would say that the guy who's the Mocher, the guy who sold the animal, who now has the money, he's the one that's going to suffer. So the Gemara says, Why don't we make the person who has the animal, the person who bought, Maybe he's the one who should have to have his, this knas, this fine. So Gemara says, Lav elachura. When you have a mouse who steals a piece of cheese, so it's not him who's stealing it, it's the hole that's stealing it, because if not for the hole in the wall where he can run to, he wouldn't be able to steal the cheese. So therefore, the person who sold it, he's the one who's at fault, because he provided the opportunity for the person who bought it. That's why we give him a knas. So Gemara says, wait, achbara If not for the mouse, what is the whole done wrong, meaning, if not for the fact that someone was buying it, the person who was selling it would not have been able to sell it either. So why does he get the knas? So the answer is called wherever the iser, the forbidden thing is, wherever the holiness is, so to speak, so that's where we knas, that's where we make the fine. So since the guy who has the money, that's where the holiness is, the money has not been profaned, therefore that's why we say that he's the one who has to suffer. Now we begin the Mishnah. Let's say somebody marries a woman with Orla, which is the fruits of the first three years, which you're not allowed to have any benefit from. Or if let's say somebody planted a vineyard or next to some kind of vegetables, so you're not allowed to have any benefit from that mixture. Or let's say we're talking about he's trying to marry her with an ox that had been stoned because it killed a person. Or the animal that was, they smashed the calf's head when a person had died in between two different cities. Or the bird the birds of a Mitzorah, you don't have to get any benefit from them, Ubisa'ar Nazir, the hair of a Nazir, Peter Hamor, the firstborn animal of a mule, Ubasar Bachalov, or let's say uh, meat and milk that have been mixed or cooked together, or something that was profane, that was slaughtered inside of the sanctuary. So what's going to be the halach in all of these cases? You can't marry her with these things because all these things you can't have any benefit from. Machron, let's say you sold it, so now you have the money that you sold it with, the money that you got for selling that object which you weren't allowed to sell, the Kiddush B'dameim, and you tried to marry her with that, Mikudeshes. So the money itself doesn't take on the properties of the thing, the original thing you can't get any benefit from. However, the money that you exchanged for it, that you sold it with, the money that you got for selling it, that you can use. Now the Gemara says, Ba'arla minalan. How do we know that you can't use Arla? Dutanya, how do we know you can't have any benefit from it? Because when we're in the Raisa, you shall not eat or you can't eat the first three years of a tree. Inly ela israchila. All we know is that you can't eat. Hanomina. How do you know you can't have any benefit from it? Shelo yehenemimenu that you can't enjoy it. Lo yitzba boy and you can't color with it. Lo yadlik boysaner you can't use it for lighting a candle. Tamalora. That's what the verse says. Va'araltem arlosoi. You shall surely allow the first stuff to never be used. The rabbi says cool. And why did I have to say it again? It's telling you that it has to remain in that state. You can't use it for any purpose at all. Bekile hakarem. We said when you mix. A vineyard with some kind of vegetable, so the mixture you can't have any benefit from. In that one, how do we know this? Amar Chizkia. Chizkia says, Amar Kodav versus Pentikdash. Lest, you're not allowed to go and mix these things because it might become holy. What does it mean, holy? Pentukat Eish. Lest it be necessary that you burn it in fire. So that's something, the things that we burn in fire are things that you can't have any benefit from. Ravashi, Ravashi says, Penyihiya Kodesh. The drush that we make is not Pentukat Eish, lest it be burned, but lest it be like Hektish, lest it be holy like Hektish. Ima Kodesh Tavis says, that can't be right, this Prat of Ravashi.
just like hektish, so the value gets transferred onto the money, and the original thing loses its holiness, so, so too, if we're learning out that way, so, so too by Kilei HaKerem, where you mix the vineyard and the vegetables, so those things should also be able to transfer the holiness off of itself and, and go out to be no longer problematic, which is not true. And It's clear that the pshat of Chizkiah, that he said that it's less to become something that needs to be burned in fire, that's the right pshat, that's the right understanding. How we know that an ox that needs to be killed, that needs to be stoned because it killed a person, how do we know that you can't have any benefit from it? The tiny we learn in a rice, from the fact that it says in the verse, suckle, you suckle ashore, that the ox has to be stoned. Don't I know that it's a dead carcass, it hasn't been slaughtered, so anything that became dead without slaughtering, so it's forbidden to be eaten. Why is it telling us the verse? Why is it saying that you can't eat its flesh? It's teaching you that if, let's say, before you actually went and stoned it, you, it was already sentenced to be stoned, and you went and you slaughtered it, so then you can't even eat it. So how do we know that you can't have any benefit from it? So the verse says, The owner of the ox is cleaned out. My mashma, how do we see from that? Shimon ben Zoma says like this, like someone who says to his friend, that guy was cleaned out of his property. So he's left with nothing. He doesn't have any benefit from them at all. How do we know that when it says that you can't eat it, you can't eat its flesh, it's going for after it was slaughtered, after there had already been a psak from Bezdin that the court had said that it has to be killed. That's what it's coming for. Perhaps I would tell you like this, that when it's been slaughtered, after there was a psak din from the Bezdin, nevertheless it's still permitted. And why does it come to say that you can't eat it? It's coming to tell you that even it was even after it was stoned, you can't eat it. What well, we don't need that, it's obvious. It's coming to say like Rabbi Avo, I'm Rabbi Lazar in the name of Rabbi Lazar. He said in the name of Rabbi Lazar, any place where it says that you can't eat it in this way, so it's coming to teach you that not only are you not allowed to eat it, you're also not allowed to have any benefit from it. Until the verse specifically says that you can have benefit from it, like it does in regards to the Nevela. So why don't we say that the words uh, it's going to tell you that after it was stoned, that not only can't you eat it, like it's by a normal nevela, but you also can't have any benefit from it. Sigmar so says, no, it can't be that that's what it's coming to do. That's only where you're actually learning out that you can't eat it from those words of loyochal. Then you can also learn out from, the, from those words that you can't have any benefit from it. But here, it can't be that loyochal is coming to teach you that you can't have any benefit from it, because we already know that you can't eat from it, based on the words that it's it's been stoned. Because if it was just coming to teach you that you can't have any benefit from it, so then the Torah should have just written that you can't have any benefit from it. It doesn't need to say the words Another way that we could explain that it can't be that's coming to teach us that is because the fact that it says doesn't teach us that because it could have just said the words don't eat it. Why does it need to say it's flesh? It's coming to teach you like this. Even though you slaughtered it's such that it now has a halacha, now has a halachic status like flesh, like meat, which normally is, is permitted. Also, nevertheless, it's still forbidden. That's what it's coming to teach us, and that's why we learn it to be going on the fact that it was slaughtered after the Gemardin, after the Bezdin said that it needs to be killed, and before it was actually killed.
Maskif Lamar Zutra. Marzutra asks the following question. Why don't we say that when is it that you can't have any benefit from it? Only if you went and you took a rock, and you used the rock, you sharply sharpened it, and you used it to slaughter it. Because then it looks like I mean, you're doing two things at once. You're slaughtering it, and you're also doing a little bit of a stoning, because you're using a stone to slaughter it. But if you actually used a knife, so perhaps it wouldn't be forbidden. So the Gemara says, wait, does the verse ever say that when you're doing slaughtering it has to be done with a knife? No, there's no difference between a knife and a stone. If you slaughtered it with the proper thing, it's sharp enough, so then it's good slaughtering. So we can't make any distinction between those. Additionally, tiny, we have a brisa. You can use anything to slaughter with. Whether a rock or a piece of glass. Or whether we're talking about a skin-like scaly envelope of reed. That's what I have written down here probably from the Jastro. Okay, now that we learned out that you can't eat it, and also you can't have any benefit from it, that they're both being learned out from the words, so then what do we need the verse that says that the Baal Hashor, he's cleaned out. So we said before, it means he's cleaned out, he doesn't have any uh, benefit from his possessions. So we don't need that now, because teaches us both. So what do we need that Pasuk for? My also, what's it coming for? That you can't have any benefit from its hide. We would have thought to say, The verse says you can't have any benefit from its flesh. However, that's only the flesh. But the skin is indeed permitted. That's what the verse says. That no, that it was uh, the owner of the ox does not have any benefit from it, even from the skin. There's a there's a brisa that uses the verse Balasharnaki to teach you that if an ox had not gored three times yet, and it, so it's a tam, and it went and it killed a person, that you don't pay chatzikov, you don't pay half of the amount that you would pay if it had indeed already gored three times. And also the Mevlados is teaching you, Rashi says, that if you have a woman that was killed, heaven forbid, and she was pregnant, that you don't pay for the child. So if that's the case, so they learn it out for that Pasuk for something else. So Hanas Arminalahu, how do they know that you can't get any benefit from the skin either? May S Bisarai. They learn it out from the word S Bisarai. The word S the word S means with. So it's coming to teach you that there's something that's secondary to the flesh, and that's the skin. And that skin is also going to be forbidden from getting any kind of benefit. So what about the other one who says we learned that out from Balash or Naki? S like Darish, top of 57a. So he doesn't learn out the word S to any kind of drasha. Like we learned that those who say that it was he learned out, he would say some kind of drasha for every time it says the word S in the Torah. When it got to the verse which says, you shall fear your God, and uses the word S, implying that something comes along with that, Piresh. So he couldn't think of anything that could possibly be compared to fearing God. How could you say anything else is comparable to the fear that we have to have for God? So his student said to him, Rebbe, call S and Shadarashta, all of the times that you said a drush on the word S, Mathailing, what's going to be with all of them? If you can't have a drush for this one, so all of them are not going to work out either. So he said, just like I'm going to receive reward for all the drushes that I said until now, I'm going to also receive reward for stopping from making drushes. Until Rabbi Kiva came and taught, what does this S teach you? There is someone else that we also have to have fear that's comparable to the fear of Hashem, and that's the sages, because the sages, so they, we have to fear their words just as we fear God.